Welcome to the Banking with Life Q&A series. I'm your host, James Nethery, and this is where I answer your questions concerning the infinite banking concept. Let's get started. I think you guys missed the mark in the latter discussion about cheap money. Um, he's commenting on additional interest episode 87. Why would it be either or? As you mentioned earlier, the policy does not perform better because the owner is borrowing against it. So borrow the cheap money and put more into the policy with savings. Well, I don't disagree with you at all. The banker can do whatever they want. Um, and I think I've talked about cheap money many times, and it's not an either or. It's not an either or. If you want to use the third party lender's money, by all means, go do that. You know, just be aware. And I think I addressed it around the 49 minute mark, right? If I want to participate in the expansion of the money supply, I'm going to go borrow money because that money or digits didn't exist until I signed the loan document. My signature is what starts that whole process of inflation and expansion of the money supply. Now, that's part of the problem. Um, so how much of that do I want to participate in? So, and, and I'm not, I'm just saying, if you want to do that, go do that. If you want to lend me money at 1%, I know what to do with money. I will borrow every bit of it, okay? Now, I will have, and I encourage anyone, everyone, my clients especially, that if you're going to use third-party lenders, right, if you're going to leverage, then you need to maintain control of that leverage. How do you do that? Hey, Bark, by having cash values that are you own, you control, that are readily accessible, okay? So it's not an either-or, not a, you know, uh, intend that to to be um, heard or explained in that way. It's not either or. I prefer not to be dependent upon the third party lender, right? Can I use their money at two? How many of their hoofs do I want to jump through? Man, I can call the life insurance company and have a check overnight, a direct deposit in a matter of days, right? I don't want to go fill out you know, two years worth of tax returns and all the questions roll up my sleeve and look at the numbers, you know, on my arm, the credit score, and then have them take that that loan before the loan review board and two weeks later. It's like, I'm not interested, right? However, you know, if I want to buy a car and they want to finance it at 1.9, and you know the price of the financing built in the car, it's my choice. The banker gets to do what they want to do, right? It's the golden rule. He who has a gold makes the rules. This question, Pat, I'm 71 years old. What can I do? Get started, young man. All right, um, you know, 71's a new 51, right? If you're insurable, Get started on yourself. If you're not, get started on people that you have an insurable interest in. What can you do? You can read Nelson's first book, Becoming Your Own Banker, his second book, Building Your Warehouse of Wealth. Watch the Banking with Life DVD. Um, purchase and read the uh, book, How Privatized Banking Really Works. Educate yourself first, and then reach out and contact somebody who's competent. Right in the infinite banking world, go to the Nelson Nash Practitioner Finder and see who who's available there. If you can't find anyone or you're not comfortable with them, call me. All right, 
Thanks, Pat. In this question, Anthony asks, if I take a policy loan for 5% and I pay my PUA up front for the year, I don't have any room to pay additional interest payments. What is the solution? Yeah, no question. So if you if you do pay, if the company's charging you five and you're repaying 10, you're just going to shorten that amortization table, right? So the loan's going to be paid off quicker. And then for you to be honest, banker, those additional or those remaining payments that are remaining on that amortization table should be uh, should reside somewhere, right? So it should either go into uh, other policies as um, a time to expand your system if that's happening consistently, okay? If it's not happening consistently, you should maybe consider opening a segregated checking account where those payments would flow into. So the policy loan's repaid, your premium is full paid for the year, you can't pay additional premium, then the payments that are remaining on that amortization table should go into a segregated checking account. As soon as the calendar clicks over, your policy year goes from one year to the next, then you can pay the premium all the way up to the MAC limit again. Um, and like I said, if that happens consistently, you may want to consider you know, opening a second policy or additional policies on yourself or your family. Good question. Very good question. Very common question. And we all experience that as we get going. All right. What does a client relationship with you and the team look like? I have two existing whole life policies. If I need any assistance with these policies, could I go through you and the team? The short answer is yes. And it from it's fabulous. What does it look like? It looks like uh, a client, uh, agent, advisor relationship should look like. We're accessible. There's, I don't know how many team members we have here, eight or nine or ten. And the cumulative experience that they have is decades and decades. And then we have strategic partners all across the, the country that are very uh, – trustworthy, honorable, knowledgeable, accessible. So it looks like a great relationship, in my opinion. You know, me, my team comes, we all come as a package, right? So if you have uh, policies through my office, you have access to me, myself, and the team. And, um, you know, it's me, my opinion. This is the greatest team in North America, there's not a better team. And I know there's some very good teams out there in the infinite banking world. None better. They don't have a Jules right in the front. They don't have a Carol. They don't have a Linda. They don't have a Cindy. They don't have a Megan. They don't have a Jake. They don't have an Andrew. And they don't have a Jana. Right? This team is, is outstanding. Just ask um, some of our clients. What's the technical or simplified way to explain how one is able to utilize their policy in passive income years? I understand this may be a case-by-case -case situation, but however, you can articulate this. I'd love to hear what you have to say about it. Love the podcast. Luke, thank you. Sorry for the delay. That was on 7.30. Here it is, 9.7. And... Um, and I know I've said this a time or two, but it's true. I'm working on a beautiful module that shows passive income in retirement. I think that that's a, a very large gaping void that exists in the infinite banking world. 
I have access, me, the owner of a policy, I have access to the cash values in the policy and the policies that I own. So when we get into passive income, and it's different, it absolutely is a case-by-case situation. But in my case, I'm married with children, right? I married up but she's younger. So nature says I'm going to graduate first. Okay. And I'm okay with that. I'm Irish. We don't live long. Her people are German. They live forever. So I have these, let's say I just have two policies, right? Passive income, right? I have a policy on me and we have a policy on her. Get into passive income. I'm borrowing against the cash values in her policy heavily. We're borrowing against hers. I'm going to graduate. Then we borrow from mine too. Hers is first though. All right. There's outstanding loans on Bo. When I graduate, she's got all this tax-free death benefit coming in. She's got a whole new problem. All that money and where to put it. You know, an outstanding loan on her policies is just is going to accept a, a minute portion of that tax-free death benefit, right? Um, that's if you're married. And if you're single, it's, a, it's the same. You only have one policy. You should start taking passive income. All right. And then now there are multiple ways to do that. I can withdraw to my basis. My basis, simply put, is the premium that I paid in over the years. That's my basis. I can withdraw to my basis tax-free. And then above my basis, it's taxed at ordinary income. If I and I can, I can switch to loans once I've reached my basis and then borrow. So I'm not paying taxes on any of that revenue coming. Right. Um, But then your policy, you need to be aware of your policy. And that's why, you know, you shouldn't as an owner be dependent upon an agent or a company. You should be aware of your policy provisions. You know, some of these policies, if you um, if you like switch to reduce paid up, you know, some of your riders could drop off of that. So, um, and that may be too much for this question. At the end of the day, I'm going to do withdrawals to basis and then loans, or I'm going to do withdrawals and just not pay taxes on my basis, up the withdrawals up to my basis, withdrawals above my basis, I'm going to pay ordinary income tax on, or um, I'm going to do loans from the get-go. Right now, I've got to be able to manage those outstanding loans, and it depends on the support system that you have, the age in which you do that. There are a lot of factors which um, my encouragement would be to work with somebody that is uh, uh, knows what they're doing, okay? Great question, Luke. Thank you for asking. Are there any life insurance companies that will do business with crypto? Can I find, Can I fund a policy with cryptocurrency? Currently... There's no company that I'm aware of that will accept uh, cryptocurrencies, digital currencies um, for a premium. Now, they're all looking at them. I think a very large company just recently bought a substantial amount of Bitcoin, um, but even they don't take premium. You know, they don't deal, quote unquote, in in, uh, cryptocurrencies. But give them time. Look, they're slow. I mean, they're, and then it's okay that there's, if you're putting your money there, it's okay that they're conservative and slow. Um, but they're worth waiting for. I mean, half of them are just now getting into the 21st century, all right, online banking and such. So thanks for the question. Okay, ask if I wanted to move forward and begin the application process, how soon can we get started? Look, the, the process begins with a phone call, right? A phone call, some kind of interaction with my office. It doesn't take long. 
to get that process started. And it really doesn't take that long to go through the process. And we have a good process. So I encourage you, if you want to become your own banker, you can reach out to us. You can call us, email us. We're here. It's what we do day in and day out. This is a great question. I love this question. <clears throat> They're all good, though. Okay. I was reading BYO, Becoming Your Own Banker book again, and I read this text. The shorter the payment period, the better it is suited for the purposes of the infinite banking concept. I'm kind of confused by this text. Can you guys uh, please shed some light on this? Thanks. By the way, I love your podcast. Well, thank you for the kind words. That's on page 38. I took the liberty. Oh, I had one of these books laying around. I took the liberty to go to page 38. It's a beautiful question. All right. And, and on that page, Nelson has the scale of a modified endowment of where policies fall on the modified endowment contract scale. All right. To the far left is single premium, which is a modified endowment contract. That's the shortest time payment period. Single pay, one and done. Right. But it's a mech. All right. Um, and then to the far right is term insurance, right? Okay, well, the text that you're quoting, um, no question it's there. But if you continue reading, Manus, just two paragraphs later, when using this type of life insurance to solve your need for banking, it is best to select a plan, the base policy, the base whole life policy, that is in the middle of the scale, such as ordinary life or life paid up at age 65 and add a paid up additions rider to the plan. Now, ordinary life was paid to age 100. In 2000, when this book was printed, life insurance policies were designed over a 100-year theoretical lifespan. Today, they're uh, built on a theoretical lifespan of 120 years. So Nelson is saying it's best to go into the middle of this scale and use a paid to 100 policy or a policy that's paid up at age 65. So then it, it is dependent upon your age how long that premium payment period is. All right, say that three times fast. So if I'm 50 and I have a paid up at age 65, I can't pay a premium beyond that 15th year because I'll be 65 years of age and it's paid up, okay? Now this, it gets, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. This is what most people don't understand or recognize, especially early on. And many agents don't understand this. By varying the amount allocated to each portion, by varying the amount of premium allocated to the base whole life policy and the PUA premium, Right, You can place a resultant policy at any point between the base and the MEC line. So with a properly structured policy, you want the contractual right to pay a premium as long as possible without MECing. All right, But you don't want the obligation to pay big premiums forever. See the difference? Obligation, contractual right. All right. And so Nelson says the best policy fits in the middle of that scale. And he's telling you, paid up at age 65 or paid to 100. All right. So there's no contradiction here whatsoever. And then 
you can make a properly designed policy. You can you can make it a seven pay policy. You can make it a five pay policy. You can make it a ten pay, a fifteen pay, a twenty pay, a twenty five pay, or a thirty pay. Now, that's really what you want: the contractual right to pay a premium as long as possible, not the obligation. And you want the contractual right to premium offset or reduce paid up. There are several ways to do that, to make it a five pay, a 10 pay, a seven pay, an eight pay, a 12 pay, a 15 pay. And why would you want that? Oh, I don't know, James, the future is unknown. You, you may not clearly know where the premium is gonna come from in 10 years. So I'm just saying the future is unknown. So you wanna be in a position that whatever the circumstances are in the future, that the policy is serving you well, and you're controlling that asset, okay? Beautiful question, Manus. Thank you for asking, and I hope that helped. Thank you for listening. If you have a question that you would like an answer to, email me at james at bankingwithlife.com. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.